Craft Beer Radio, episode 473, on August 11th, 2018. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. This is uh, Funktastic from Rip Slime. It's funky. It's it's funky, but I know it most from a uh, from old uh, animation thing that was on. Okay, but it's it's uh, anyway. On to the show. What do we got? We got beers. Beers. Um, did you see that tweet I sent you about? I the, don't have. I, I sent it to you on Slack. Oh, okay. So you could see it because you're not on Twitter. And it was about the entries for the Great American Beer Fest. Yeah, and how many? Yes. hazies. Over seven hundred hazies were entered in the competition, mm-hmm. and only three hundred and thirty IPAs. Yeah, well, I mean, IPA was always the big category, right? Mm-hmm. There were at times over over seven hundred, yes. close to seven hundred. So yeah. Or, but yeah, if you combined all the IPAs, like, you know, the 700 numbers, me combining three different pale, India pale, and double India pale, mm-hmm. hazy, is over 700 entries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so 131 juicy or hazy pale, 414. Gee, do you think this will, you think we'll taste the same beer? Whoa, that's a, that's a big difference there. <laughs> <laughs> For this beer, and mine looks like a Pilsner almost, and Greg's looks like a hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> that is some cans stratification. So Jeff is doing a blendy blend. I would even do a double blend on that sucker. <laughs> He's trying to do it to not get as to to make sure that not all of the carbonation is being mm-hmm. sucked out. So he's being careful. But at the same time, now we have... Yeah, I would have thought this be a regular IPA, but it, it has a, quite a bit of uh, haziness to it. This is from Roadhouse, who sent this to us. Thank you, Roadhouse. This is their West Side IPA called Wilson. Uh, formerly known as Rhombus. Oh, okay. It, you pair it with a euphoric recall, spicy tie. In Sid Barrett style dissonance. Mm-hmm. Smells tropical. Yeah, sure does. Has a nice pineapple mango thing going on in there. Seven point five percent alcohol by volume, seventy-seven IBU. It's yeah, it's a hazy, uh, hazy IPA. I don't know if I'd call it uh, New England by my terms, mm-hmm. but hazy for sure. Stuck my nose in deep, and that pineapple turned into more of an orange peel, and just a slight undertone of dankness coming through. Yeah, it's um, it's got a nice tropicalness. It, it, it's it's working with sort of the less apparently bitter hops to give it, um, but it does have a, a a bitter edge to it. I like the malt flavor on this one. It has kind of um, sweet bread. It's a little bit creamsicle, but like. Almost like imagine like take lemon lemon loaf lemon bread but make orange loaf type out of you know something like that mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, I would say uh, if you're leaning towards a, a a bread maybe a brioche so, so you know, sort of or a orange, sweeter or like an, or like a you know a muffin type 
Oh, like, muffin? Like, you don't go that far? I wouldn't go that far. No? Yeah, okay. I, would, I would go with a sweeter bread like a brioche where there's a lot of sugar in it. Okay. Um, no, I, I think that's what I'm noticing about this beer is when I mean, there's all the hops, but this one's noteworthy to me because it has a really lovely malt character to it. And it's not, it's not like caramel. It's not, you know, just a bunch of caramel malts. You know, it seems like it's more malty, more... That's the word yeah. looking for. More pale, more bready. And then it also it blends really well with the orange flavors coming off of the hops. There's an iguana on the label. Was there an iguana when it was called rhombus? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Uh... Poised at the base of Teton Pass sits Wilson, Wyoming, as unobtrusive as the brooding lizard, where lives a people practically extinct from doing things smart people don't do. I don't... Extinct? People extinct? From doing things smart people don't do. That seems to be saying that they, that they're, they only do things that smart people do, which doesn't uh, uh I I think that smart people can do dumb things really easily. So, <laughs> in fact, probably more often they because they're because smart, they they're, convince themselves that they don't do dumb things. Right. So this mustn't be a dumb thing. Yeah, I I, I feel like the 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 wording on that is like starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a good idea. I don't do dumb mm. things. I'm smart. <laughs> it's going to work. I'm smart. I like this. I really like this. This is really good. And mm-hmm. it's like, to me, it's it's different. It stands out from the crowd in that most character. Yes, yeah. And it's like, so it's not the it's not the most amazing use of hops I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It, But it's, it's well done. But I love how that malt plays. I, I can't think of another beer where the malt plays quite the same way. Hmm. I would say what's coming to my mind in terms of of one that I like a, the malt character a lot is one that I've had kind of recently is Southern Tears IPA. Mm-hmm. It has a really nice bready kind of caramel yeah. character to it. Um, yeah, that, that I mean that's more of a that's yes, you're right. You know, that's more of a classic you know American IPA. Maybe I maybe I'm thinking of you know in this like hazy world you know where you're actually getting a good malt character from it mm. as opposed to OT and you know stuff like that. Yeah, it tends to be more fruity. Although we had you yeah. know the creamsicle stuff, yeah. you know that had cream coming through. This, uh, I mean, I, I I see what you're saying. I wouldn't say it, it it jumps like vastly ahead of anything because of its. No, I'm, I'm... I mean, we would have to see in the rankings where I would mm. rank it. But drinking it here, it just it stands out. It's it's identifiable. There's something to be said when you know we've had as many beers like this as we've had. Sure. And, and for, at least for me, that one stands out from the crowd. Oh, it's a good beer. I'll I'll give you that. Um, so we have three sours, another uh, hazy, and an imperial coffee porter. So, a little eclectic today. Yes. We're going for one of these, one of this pair of sours. This is Pure Lake from Hudson Valley. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pour the whole sample into my glass. 
And then I'm going to give you half. Oh. Smart. So, this... At least, you know, at least since we are smart, this can't be a bad idea, right? <laughs> so this is uh, one of the two variations. This is in the blue can. A sour IPA with raw wheat, malted oat, milk sugar. So this is a milkshake-style IPA. Um, and Vionier or Vionier grapes. V, yeah, Vionier, Vionier. I don't know. I don't know how you could pronounce I'm, that G I'm in there. I'm gonna think it's Vionier. Vionier. Uh, Vionier. 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 Yeah. Vionier. Yeah. grapes. Hop with Nelson, Salvine, and Hello Town Blank. All right. Yeah. So this is a hazy type thing with lactose and it also says here on the label sour IPA so right. it's probably kettle soured as well 7% off the wave line. Uh the color is you know, a, a hazy orange uh, light yellowish mm-hmm. not again not not creamy hazy yeah has a I mean the first thing you smell is the tang it has a lemony tang to it or grapey to me okay Little little berry note. Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting a ton of different nuance in the nose. Just kind of that one thing. Mm-mm. Well, the sour comes through immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the the strong flavor of the sour because it keeps continuing running through the whole way. Yeah, at least for the first sip, we really didn't get much of anything else. Maybe in the late late aftertaste, it starts tasting a little creamy, you know, from the lactose or something. But mm. Where did these come from? These were from Iman, I believe. Thank you, Iman. Mm. Mm. Well, it's something. Uh, it it general it, it just kind of tastes like a kettle soured mm-hmm. wheat. Yeah, more than anything else, right? Do you think the other can's going to be noticeably different? Should we do them both? Uh, yeah, I do think the other can is going to be noticeably different just by okay. looking at. Uh... Oh, okay, so, <laughs> so it's raw grape, so yeah, yeah it's dark, deep red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was debating whether to do these side by side to notice the differences, or you know, just to do one and kind of, you know, save the other one for something. Uh, but yeah, let's do these. We'll do move on to the next one here. Yeah. So it, it's interesting because I think that. Uh, it looks like the same recipe, sour IPA with raw wheat and malted oat and milk sugar, but they're using petite Syrah grapes and hop with Galaxy. This one is okay. using these uh, Viognier and hop with Nelson Savine and okay. Top Blanc. So Nelson Savine hops are kind of grapey, right? They have mm-hmm. they, they have kind of a grape-like flavor to them. Hiller Top Blanc, um, I mean, not really much of a... More of I don't know, more of a spicy note name. Is that Hotel Blanc? Yeah, Hotel Blanc. I would know. I mean, the Blanc makes maybe it, has a wine, have a it might have a wine character yeah. to it as well. <clears throat> you know, as I'm drinking this, I think I'm starting to taste a little. I mean, the sour still rules, but I'm getting into it, peeling back the curtains just a little bit. Um. The thing is, I'm barely, I actually, now I'm getting a little bit of kind of um, Chardonnay 
kind of a, or maybe not a Chardonnay, but something more sweet, sweet white wine type thing. Not my wheelhouse. I'm not an expert in sweet white wines. Uh, you know, so when you, when you're not an expert, you just think that it just tastes like run of the mill sweet white wine. Right, so I'm right. thinking of you know whatever the the cheap sweet white wine is is kind of what my palate's picking up. Um, I forget what that's called. I used to know that 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 stuff that they sell that, that almost feels like it's fortified with sugar. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a big fan, to be honest. It just kind of it's kind of tastes like it's just kind of tastes sour to me. Yeah. Like I said, just barely got into it at the end there, but mm-hmm. nothing all that interesting. Right, so, so we'll see about the second variation. This is in the pink. The, that was in a blue can. This is in a pink can, or at least the paper. The label is pink. Uh, this is um, a lot different in color. Uh, the color is this sort of. Um, I wouldn't go far to say ruby red, but it's definitely a, a strong red. Kind of like. Um, Okay, so this one's Kool-Aid like in terms of well, even darker. Uh Yeah, but it's not just the color, right? You go into the aroma and you smell grapes. You smell them right away. Or in the other one, all you smelled was sour. Now I'm smelling kind of a blue. I'm not sure I'm, I've I, I agree no? with you there. See when I smell it. I'm not sure I smell sour either. Okay. I'm smelling like berries. I'm smelling... When I said you smell grapes, I meant you smell something from the fruit. Right? Okay. Is what I meant. Yes. Right. And I'm smelling kind of a, almost a berry jam type thing. It's much more earthy. Let me say a compote. <laughs> um, much more earthy in, in mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. aroma. Okay. I'm still trying to get a good idea for what that color is. <laughs> Moving on to the flavor. raspberry tea. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a it's a purpley. Mm-hmm. It's purple drink. Um, moving on to the flavor. It's a lot more bold, right? It's a lot more bold. You get like a dry red wine type tannic note mm-hmm. on your tongue. The sour is not nearly as apparently. It, it's not, it's as, not the whole flavor. Right? It's not. Yeah. It's not the whole thing. There's more going on here than just the sour. The sour is not completely overpowering mm-hmm. the rest of the flavors. Uh, but I would say that the rest of the flavors really aren't very distinct. I'm not getting a huge like sharp things that tell me what this flavor is. I'm getting more of a kind of a. Give it a few more sips. Okay. It's starting to come into focus for me. Because, like, my first sip, all I got was, like, okay, the, the red wine, the great must-type flavor. And now I took it, and, you know, I look, I kind of separated the sour, but I think I'm also tasting the hops in there. You know, that kind of galaxy character mm-hmm. is giving it this kind of uh, mango, passiony fruitiness at the end of the berry, grape, and, like, the oaky part. Like, after the oaky part, you kind of get a little bit of tropical. It kind of pokes through at the end. Yeah, 
sort of a I would say kind of yeah grapefruity note mm-hmm. yeah the oak's really light I, you know but it's in there there's a little bit of drying it's like after the the tannic part you, you, and the sour you get this kind of little just a little woody chip in there no mm. no okay I, I don't I don't know I think you get a a strong grapey sense that maybe have a whiny character that you might then associate with oak in some in some way. I, I I feel like I'm getting it like it's the second to last thing before like that kind of more tropical aftertaste. I'm getting something that it's different than the grape tannins. It's more of a, a tannic wood tannin type thing. It feels very dry. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, it, it, it has it's an oakiness to me. Alright. These are interesting products. Um I like this one a lot better than the first mm, one. Yes. I think they're this this one is much more much more interesting. Much more dynamic. But I'm you know, I've always been about breweries trying different mm-hmm. things and, and playing around here so i'd have a second one of these yeah particularly yeah this this one for sure yeah, yeah yeah i'm just saying you know like you go to the bar you order this one and, you know this kind of beer that probably comes in like a 10 ounce pour or something i'd go for a second one this one's good but there's nothing jumping out at me that's saying like uh i don't know it, it, it's it's fine mm-hmm. i feel I feel underwhelmed by it, I guess. That's just because, you know, they started out with, you know, sour IPA. Mm, okay, well, it's sour, but is there really <laughs> IPA in there? Does uh, there have to be IPA in there? Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting point, right? I mean, remember when we, when we way back when we had, like, Gumball Head and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was sort of like this highly uh, hopped... Wheat, which was really sort of more like a weeded IPA, mm-hmm. um, we're we've kind of grown used to high hopping in I in in everything. So, yeah. what constitutes an IPA at this point? It feels like it has to have a bunch of high hops in there, right? Or else it doesn't it doesn't feel like you can call it an IPA even. I saw a really cool thing on Twitter this week. Hart Johnson posted it, and it was a uh, the, the 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 guide from the 1995 Penn Brewfest, mm-hmm. and they had probably like 25 breweries there in '95. Only three of them are still making beer. There's a couple other ones that are still brands, but they've been bounced around, right? Mm. Like Old Dominion was there, and uh, Wild or Wild Goose was there. They had like three or four breweries from Canada come down for this thing, which you know I've never had a Canadian brewery at an American <laughs> beer fest, not once. The the three breweries uh, were Penn, mm-hmm. Stouts, and Yards. Mm. Victory wasn't around yet. Trogos wasn't around yet. Things have changed since then. That was... 95. 95. I mean, it was... 
over 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was a really neat piece of like history. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and like, you know, we've been in craft beer for a long time, but nowhere near that long. <laughs> I mean, we were 18 then. Yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, this is different. This is from Fat Orange Cat Brew Company. And this is Vito the Beer Whale Cat. And let me just say, uh, I need to... Oh, is this a whale? <laughs> it's called the Beer Whale Cat. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know whether this is a whale or not, but it's, you know... If you call yourself a whale, it's like, oh, I got... Look at this viral video I made. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 8% alcohol by volume... I, I like the name of the of the brewery, Fat Orange Cat, and the name Vito, the Beer Whale Cat, uh, Azaka and Simcoe, interesting hop combo. Is the brewery Fat Orange Cat, or yes. is it Twelve Percent Beer Project? Uh, the brewery is Fat Orange Cat Brew Company. Okay, and what, on the other side of the label says Twelve Percent Beer Project. What is that? I have no idea. Fat Orange Cat Brewing Company, Dorchester Brewing Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Distributor, 12% LLC, Brookside, New York, or Brooklyn, New York. Maybe 12% owns like a bunch of different... Yeah. Okay. Vito the Beer Well Cat. Vito the Beer Well Cat. Who's having his mugshot taken in front of a uh, wall of cans. Um, the first sniff off this thing's kind of confusing. Okay. Well, remember the, the hops. Azaka and Simcoe. Okay. But I'm smelling like wintergreen and dirty dish towel. (laughs) Dirty dish towel. Interesting. And... I get your wintergreen. And I may even be able to pick up a bit of the dirty dish tail. That's why it's confusing, right? Yeah, because, yeah. Like it doesn't smell like it's spoiled, and I, I don't even know if it's lightly spoiled. But there's something dirty dish tail going on. This is uh, another haze boy. Yeah, this was one that I poured the entire sample into one glass and then yeah. poured it, so it should not be too stratified. There's that minty thing. There's tobacco, like, like that wintergreen, like skull. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's tobacco. There's tobacco, like chewing tobacco. I've never had chewing tobacco. I, so I've been close enough to the smell, mm-hmm. right? And that's what yeah. that's what this tastes like. It tastes like like a wintergreen skull. It's interesting. Yeah, that that hop that hop combination is is wintergreen. Yeah, it's 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 bordering on just like you know because I'm not a tobacco fan yeah so much and definitely not snuff but it's like confusingly gross or grossly confusing. Does it have or like a medicine thing going on. I'm pouring a little bit more so I can get. So it's funny bit. because you brought one of these cans up last week, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And I'm like, I already have one of those in the fridge. Take it home. 
you know, it might be worth bringing it back up and we can try it again next week to see if it's the same. We both poured a little bit more. So maybe we're getting like, because we, maybe we didn't get enough of the cloudiness right. at the bottom. Yeah. It tempers the tobacco flavor a little bit. Yeah. But still, it's pretty tobacco-y. Yeah, let's pour. Let's get the whole glass in here because we're either gonna, when they're gonna finish it or not. It's, right? it's either gonna turn into something we want to drink or right. it's not. Right. Or we're just gonna be like curiously sipping on it until it's gone. It 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 goes into full New England territory when you get the whole thing in there. So that that gives me the idea that I think that there is. Do I like it or don't I like it? It, it keeps making me think of like a cup full of spit juice. And that just, like, grosses me out. When you say that, it makes me grossed out, too. Um, it, it's it's the hops, right? It's the hops that are doing this weird thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, like, screwed up in any way. Like, I really don't taste dirty dish tail anymore. It was tobacco, which I couldn't really quite figure right. out. Minty tobacco. It's so weird. Uh, it's so weird. It's getting weird. Oh, okay. I'm queuing Greg. I'm like, come on, you Mr. Soundboard. <laughs> I think I forgot about that one for some reason. It's getting weird. <laughs> it's like weird. What's the weird one? What's the weird one? <laughs> the one that has it in the name. <sighs> I'm being thrown by the beer. It's too weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like it or not, but I keep drinking it. <laughs> if you can not think of a cup of spit juice, it's not so bad. Yeah. It actually, it, it, has, um, it has, it has a sweet malt to it too. Um, but that minty thing is 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 really really throwing me for a loop. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. Very weird. Very weird. It's getting weird. <laughs> oh, <a> double weird. <laughs> part of me is like the funny thing is I'm finishing it, and part of me is like. <laughs> Drink it fast, and you don't notice the the wintergreen tobacco flavor as much, and you get more of a more of a, a grapefruity yeah, pineapple thing, right? If you drink it fast, and I wonder if I wonder if the temperature because we've had this out for a while. I don't have a battery in the gun. I got to get a new nine volt battery somewhere. Anyone know where you can get buy nine volt batteries? Greg? Amazon. Any idea where you can... Come on, man. I'm throwing you softballs. You are. And I am just whiffing at them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I want to get 9-volt batteries, I go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And... <laughs> are you sticking up your middle finger on purpose there? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's not intentional. Okay. Uh... He has his hand on his forehead, and he's holding my chopstick, which I... It's uh, we use it for 
just holding things down or do electronic stuff. But he's sitting there and he has his middle finger up on his forehead <laughs> and he's like kind of resting his head on his knuckles. And you know, it's not intentional. It's it's stable. It's, it, it is. The middle it finger. is. It's it very is. stable. I still think some part of you. No. <laughs> some part. Legit. Like at, at least the conscious part of me. Because if anything, I'm embarrassing myself, not even. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you want to buy 9 volt batteries or chopsticks, you can go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. They have all your 9 volts and chopsticks <laughs> to meet all your needs. That's kind of it, but <laughs> it's a good resource for those two they really, They really kind of you know pulled back and focused yeah. on doing a couple things really well. And it's 9 volts and chopsticks. I mean, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. The, the variety of 9 It's, like, it's like Spatula City in, in the UHF. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this has been a weird one. Okay. All right, we have two left. So this sour is a kettle sour uh, in oak barrels. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That last sip of the orange cat was almost like orange juice. Almost directly like orange because juice. Because of all the laughing, you forgot about the cup of spit, minty spit juice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think I want to do the sour before right. I finish with that porter. So this is uh, this is from Victory. This is an older one. Uh, yeah, this was bottled in November last year. A barrel-aged American sour called Wisdom's Hour. Uh, 9.5% alcohol by volume. The hops that are used are Tetnang and Middlefra, or is it, yeah, Tetnang and Middlefra, right? It's not one type of hop, is yes. it? It is? No, no, it's two, two types. Right. It's because Hillertown Middlefra, right? That's the full name. Um, malt bill is uh, Pilsner Vienna, uh, Special B Carafa, and they, of course, use Belgian candy sugar, of course, because why wouldn't you? Uh, is twenty five percent French oak and seventy five percent American oak red wine barrels to age this. So, yeah, uh, Brett is used. Really? Yes. Because on the back, I'm surprised Brett is also used because on the back it's the the shiny gold letters are hard to read in this light. Barrel aged American sour features. Oh, it doesn't Brett. I, <laughs> I only read the bottom part where it's like spices, oak, and chocolate. Kettle acidification and aging on this mix of French oak. When I saw the kettle acidification as the um, just kind of skimming, I saw uh-huh. that. I'm like, oh, that's the thing. Right. That's but, the sour. But no, they're, they're, the they're laying levels of things on here. Ooh. Uh, ooh. This that doesn't smell like spit juice. Um. This kind of looks like a like, just just from the look, it reminds me of kind of a maple leaf syrup concoction. Um, yeah, like you know, it kind of has like that old brune yeah look to it, right? I mean, this beer is really clear. It has a little bit of ruby highlights to it, but it's mostly brown. But you see how it sort of leaves a layer of yeah, of it has a little bit of viscosity yeah, to it, yeah. doesn't it? Viscosity. Yeah, that is a nice... Um... The aroma's nice because it has a little bit of tart tanginess to it, has some sweetness to it, has some fruitiness, almost like um, plums and pears. There's a complexity to the sour there. It doesn't, it doesn't 
smell like it's just going in one direction. It smells <clears> like there's a couple <throat> of things. <laughs> Hudson Valley. <clears throat> Take some notes. I mean, this is barrel aged and all this <laughs> other stuff, so it's not like they, they were, these were just kettle soured, right? No. Okay. I thought they had barrels. I thought, they, I thought when you were reading these were in barrels too. No. Ew. Which is like part of why I was like, wasn't sure whether you were just imagining the oak stuff because there isn't any oak in there, as far as I know. Okay. Oak A. <laughs> oh, God. Now I might actually have to do a middle finger torture. <laughs> Come on, we're gonna, that's going to be the title. All right. Uh-oh. I'm really enjoying the aroma of this one. It almost smells kind of Flanders ready or getting some of those same kind of smells. And, you know, previously I probably would have thrown tobacco out as a descriptor, but not after that last beer. What what I romantically think tobacco mm, tastes yeah. like. Pipe tobacco. Like. Right. Very different. Yeah. Very floral and... and uh, Aromatic, as opposed to just this chopped up trash level. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Tanginess get to you? Uh, I I would say it's a it's a decent sour. Um, uh, There's some good flavors here, but it feels a little underdeveloped. Um. In terms of like some of the more intricate sours and stuff I've had, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it does seem a little light in the body. I, I, I would say cigar. This has a little bit of a kind of cigar yeah. type character to it. That's the tobacco I'd pull out of this one. Um, has some fruits, you know, kind of like tart cherries. I'm not really tasting the plum that I smelled. It has a nice enough deepness to it, but I'd appreciate if there was more of a deeper to it, more fruits going on, and a little bit more dimensionality to the sourness. Give it a few more sips. I'm thinking of, in particular, what's coming to mind is uh, the Sam Adams... uh, You know, the the sour one that we loved... uh, Cosmic Mother Funk yes, Grand Crew. Yeah, where there was just, it was this huge, it was kind of like this in mm-hmm. terms of overall yeah. flavor, but there was a huge amount of different dimensionality to, to this hour. Yeah, I mean, this one's kind of reminding me of like the amount of dimensionality you would expect in like a Monk's Cafe. Yeah. Um, old Brune. Yes. Or is, is there an Old Brune? I think, I think they call there's an Old Brune, right? Monk's they call Cafe. it Flemish. Flemish, Flemish yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a few more sips. Um, see if I kind of get focused in on it a little bit better. There's some neat things going on in here. I mean, there's a lot of all the things that they described, right? There's the 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 Brett is playing a really low-key role. I think I taste it, but I'm not really sure where. You know, that kind of thing. Um, definitely get the kettle sour. You can get the oak barrels, the... And also some of the wine-type characteristic off that. The bread is, to me, right after the sort of initial hit, you get this kind of pulpy orange, like the, the white part of an orange pulp. Okay. And that, I think, is where the bread is, is coming in mostly. Okay. 
Yeah, there's a little there's a little minerally thing in the middle there. Also, at the very, very, very end, it kind of feels. Maybe that's just the oak tannins, though. Um, the more I drink it, it, it like first couple sips, it felt a little hollow in the middle. It, it's starting to round itself out. It still feels. Yeah, the kettle sour seems a little little over loud compared to the rest of the beer. I think the yeah, kettle... that might be part of it. Might be the part of the problem is is the kettle sour is overwhelming the, the more intricate flavors that would normally mm-hmm. come through. It doesn't quite. It hasn't quite integrated to kind of like spice up the entire flavor. Mm-hmm. It's kind of stomping on some of the other flavors a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Uh, Jeff paid seventeen dollars and forty nine cents for it. Probably a little over. Yeah, I'd say so. Let's stick the rabbit in it and see if it holds pressure. I think it will. Did last time. Yeah. To my surprise. All right. So we're going to end with this other beer I brought last week, which is from Hitchhiker. Around here, this is Triple Shakes, a Imperial Coffee Porter, at uh, a nice, calm eleven point five percent alcohol. It. Did you get this at Hitchhiker, or where'd you get this? Uh, this was at uh, Giant Eagle. Really, I didn't know they were distributing. I thought they were. Thought what they did was the make people come on can release day and stand in line. This was uh, and it had a new label on it, so clearly they're starting to distribute now. Uh, brewed with special team malt, conditioned on Ethiopian Igrishife and honey processed Honduran Finca California from Nineteen Coffee. Nineteen Coffee, huh? Yeah, that's what they tell me. Okay. Um, this is dark. <laughs> very, very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I poured it, it looked kind of like, uh, just th- thick and rich dark. You hold up the light, you can get a little highlight around the edges. Smell a little Band-Aid on there. Yeah, I smell it. Get the, You get the coffee. Sometimes it all passes away. Yeah, let's see. Is there, they do date everything. Where's their date at? This was seven seven twenty seven. Not very old. Hmm. Actually, that one didn't smell so bad. That sniff. It's starting to bleed off. A little bit, mm-hmm. the, but I still smell some of it. It's a little fusely, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not really phenolic. It's a little more fusely. Well, nothing else I can do except for dive in. Doesn't really come through in the flavor. A little bit towards the end, but oh yeah. Yeah, 
Mm. That's unfortunate. There's some nice coffee stuff up front. Yeah. But, yeah, near the end, it kind of... And I know the brewer, and I know how dedicated he is to not putting shit out. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised this can't hear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not something I want to drink. No. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that's definitely not, at 11.5%, it's not worth a sobriety to. Um to go that far into it uh i think it was it was better last week okay it's, it's only what's the date it's the 11th right yeah it's only been a little more than a month no 11.5 percent it's only like 15 days old oh, oh that's right it's, it's seven right so yeah yeah it's like 15 days old it's 15 days old and it's already gone this way hmm. okay wow well that is unfortunate uh, so can we judge it is the question uh, it's not what the brewer intended right so yeah uh, you can put an NA on it yeah. okay Let's rank. Okay, so I'm going to put the Pure Lake with the Viogiane grapes in last place. That one just didn't have any nuance to it, really. Towards the end, you get this kind of sweet white wine type character, but it was really hard to pull. It only came at the really end, and it was like this... At least for my palate, it was this kind of like mass market sweet grape juice type wine, right? Yes. And it, it just didn't really work for me. I'm going to put... Oh, what am I going to put in second last place? Probably the um, Vito the Beer Whale Cat. Yeah. Or do I want to put him in last place? That was gross, but intriguing. Yeah. I don't know. Second last place, I guess. Gross, but intriguing. If you don't imagine, you know, minty tobacco spit. It's 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 fine. It's fine. In fact, it's, it's, I'd even say good. But if you, when you think of that, it colors oh, it's everything. Just... Well, yeah. So okay, and then let's put. Wisdom Hour in third place. Um, this one had some neat things to it. The kettle sour seemed to overwhelm the flavors, and like Greg said, it just seemed overall just a little bit underdeveloped, especially for a seventeen and a half dollar yeah bottle of beer. And then I'm gonna put the other Hudson Valley, this Raz Pure Lake, in second place. This one was much more well put together, had a good balance to it. Got some really neat um, oaky type flavors, grape flavors, tannins from the uh, beer. The sour wasn't quite as boisterous as the Pure Lake with the other grapes. But I want to put this um, Roadhouse from um, Wyoming. 
this Wilson Westside IPA in first place. Um, it just when we were tasting it, I you know I kept talking about that malt character, how it stood out, and I just really enjoyed how it showed me something different. Mm. And then with the flight tonight, it was for me easily the best beer. I, I think that's absolutely correct. It was definitely easily the best beer of the night. Um, I, I slightly di- slightly different um, rankings for me. Essentially the same, but just you know slightly different ordering. I'm going to put the fat orange cat in last place, just because when you mentioned those things to me, <laughs> it changed everything about the beer, and that's that's got to be part of how I evaluate it, how I what I yeah. tasted. And um, it just it, it it ruined it. Yeah, the only reason I didn't put it in last place was those last couple sips where I like was doing hard pulls, quick sips. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Uh, in in fourth place, I'm gonna put the Viognier Pure Lake, uh, which was just kind of a sour. It was fine, but it was just kind of a sour. Uh, but I'm gonna put the Petite Syrah uh, Pure Lake in third place. You know, better, much better version of what they're trying to do. So, but I will put the victory in front of that because I think it was good. Uh, but it just it didn't impress me as much as I was expecting to be impressed, and and, and as much as I've had stuff like it that has been better, mm-hmm. and that's really why I was down on it because yeah. I think it was really good. And and it's ten years ago, I would have been amazed by it, but the, these days I'm a little less impressed. But that Roadhouse was. By far the best beer of the night. It was the one that, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I thought we were going to get a bunch of great stuff tonight. So I was like a little poo pooing the, the roadhouse at first, but it was. <laughs> what do you do? It's one of those days. <laughs> wow! All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Crap Beer Radio. Really do appreciate it. You can visit our website. There's not much there. Craftbeerradio.com. If you want to... Um, you still start a 2015 saver on there? Probably should get there. <laughs> yeah, we probably should take the old savers down. Um, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon for buying chopsticks and 9-volt batteries. Yep. Stock up on 9-volt batteries. The apocalypse is coming. Again. Again. Uh, you know, you know the other drill, right? Creative Commons license, website, Twitter. Gary's not on Twitter anymore. Email. You know all that stuff, right? Yep. Talk it all. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> I'm gonna take it.